Hello. All right, let's start the insanity. Will we shut off? Let's find out. <laughs> and this is why I'm going to start recording early every single time, because I want to capture the moment. All right, are you ready to go, or should I give it a second? Uh, I think... I think it's done. Yep, folks, we got it. The first failure of the first failure of 2023 in the books. There we go. That's how we do it, folks. All right, hold on. I got to play the song. Phenomena. Phenomena. Uh, is it going to happen again? I say yes. I already played the tech problem song once. We're the first time with 23 down. It's the problem. It's because where I am, it's just going to be I think that's the biggest issue. I guess the Wi Fi is not that great where you sit. Yeah. I mean, if it was if I was downstairs, right where the router is, it's fine. And I just can't make it any. I just can't make it any stronger. I am. It's gonna do. I don't even know if I. I don't think. No. Is that is that an F1 jersey you're wearing? Yeah. Look at that. Not that anybody can see this, but. <laughs> this jersey's amazing. I got it for Christmas. Actually, I guess I can turn my video on since we don't have Pat here. This uh, jersey behind me. Up. Oh, uh, your video froze. Where is it? Are we going to go down again? Nope, still here. Okay. Just your video for us for some reason. This jersey behind me on the wall might move. Because, uh, Carrie, that, that's Carrie's spot now. Gotcha. And she, and, and as much as I got her to watch Red Bulls game, she's like, this is my wall. I should put what I want on it. All right, should we get going? Uh, yeah, give me one second. Uh, uh, Fuck. Hold on. I don't have an episode name. I was. I was. That's right. And it's four. We're four seventeen. Yep. I double checked. All right. So you're good. Yep. Okay. Welcome, my friends, to the Shun of Rens. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Truman. It's 2023, and this is episode 417, the January episode. That works. Because we're probably not going to record again until February. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I didn't realize we haven't recorded since October. This yeah. is our first one in three months. Because what happens is this team crushes your soul. And you, you don't want to talk about it. I don't even think we did. I don't even think we did a, um, a review of the playoff loss. No, we did. Because re- I, I the way I do the things that I set up is I copied the last agenda and changed things. So I saw we talked about the loss. Oh, but we never did the season wrap up. Right. Yeah, it's easily. Here's the season or, Season wrap up or World Cup. We never talked about any of that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, the season wrap up is we sucked. We got out of the playoffs early, so at least there's that. Yeah. <laughs> and surprise, surprise, we'll get to that in a minute, but Struber's uh, setting us up again for for downplay expectations. Another rip roaring season. Actually, no, fuck it. We'll do Ripples first. We're going to do the U.S. first, but let's do Ripples first. So. <laughs> 2023 season is just over a month away. February 25th is the opening of the season. I don't remember if we're playing on that day or not. Uh, let's find out. Schedule. 
matches. Uh, or is that pre-seasons? I guess that's pre-seasons. Sorry, I was trying to look at... Okay, you know, let me look, look at the actual Red Bulls website. I was looking at Wikipedia for some reason. Yep. Okay. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that... Okay, schedule... Pretty sure it's the 5th or 25th is the official start of... Yep. So on February 25th, we will be going down to Orlando to take on the Orlando City SC, and that is the season opener. It'll be the first game for the Red Bulls on MLS season pass, so hooray. Um, what a nice time to make a trip to Orlando. I mean, we'll get to that, but what a nice time to make a trip to Orlando for the first game. Yeah. Right? If you want to be in Orlando, it's, it's a good time to be. It's in February. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, the Red Bulls are only – we'll get into a little bit about the MLS deal, uh, the, the TV stuff, but we're on actual broadcast TV once this year. It's against Philadelphia, and it's on Fox Sports 1. So, so, so if, I, if I got this right, Steve Cangelosi and Shep Messing barely ever got to call a Red Bulls NYCFC game. And they probably won't because, as far as I know, uh, Shep has not been signed up for the MLS right. season pass. You have not, but that combo, I think, I think it's official to say. Well, they know that they got some. They didn't get most of them, but they did get some. Couple, yeah, here and there. They got that. Was it the crazy one? Was it this past season or the year before where we scored like twice in the stoppage time, something like that? Oh, uh, possibly. Yeah, it was it was last it was in twenty one during that stretch where we played them like three times in two weeks or something like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Red Bulls surprisingly have not made a lot of moves because hmm. why would they? Um, the biggest loss so far is uh, Aaron Long continuing the streak of a former captain to lead this club unceremoniously. Let him go. Uh, just let him go. Free transfer to the LA Galaxy. Uh, I'm pretty sure he would have been a, re- a free agent in MLS, so that means two straight years we didn't sign a free agent. That was our club captain, so that's a good sign. Uh, I don't know what his salary is, but I'm guessing whatever it is, it's less than whatever Red Bulls could have paid him, and we fucked up again. Uh, we have signed some players. None of them really breaking the bank here. Uh, first one, Came, kind of came out of nowhere because it was November. Uh, Corey Burke, uh, forward from Philadelphia, will, will join the team on apparently a free transfer. Uh, Red Bulls went and signed the forward who scored all two goals in one game <laughs> last year. Elias Manuel, uh, we signed him from his club in uh, Brazil. Uh, I don't know what the fee is. I only looked on Wikipedia. And then we signed two defenders from the academy who I'd never heard of. One is Jaden Reed. One is Curtis. I'm pretty sure to fuck the name up because that's my thing. Curtis Afori. Um, the big news, and I think the and literally the one good thing that's happened so far this offseason is that we re-signed Lewis Morgan to a three-year deal using TAM. Look at that. We actually used allocation money. What it's there for. I, I know. But that's been like a... I don't know, an unholy entity for the rebels. Now it's like, oh, hey, we have this thing we can actually use. Well, spending money is an, is an unholy so. True. We're, we're, already ta- we're already operating from a low-cost-as-possible perspective. So, um, And apparently, Kyle Duncan, there's a new loan deal being negotiated. When that happens, I don't know. Kind of sucks we got to get a left-back through loan for the second straight year. But but pretty great that his jersey that I own, I can wear it again. It's back in time. <laughs> yep. And as Pat told us in his in the chat when I posted news about Lewis Morgan, he's glad that his jersey's still valid too. Right. See, my jersey's always valid because I don't have a name on it. Also, my Patrick Lamala jersey, which yeah. may not be around after next year. So I'll get a year out of it. <laughs> Um, so as I mentioned, uh, during a 
preseason uh, interview, I believe was earlier this week. Uh, Struber, I don't have the exact text in front of it, but basically said that we need players in defense, midfield, and forward positions, i.e. 10 out of 11 positions on the field. Yes. <laughs> they everybody but a goal. Yeah. So right. cl- cl- right. clearly he's in preseason form. In ter- no, I'm sorry, not preseason. He's in regular season form in terms of downplaying the team and the results we should expect this year. Yeah. Awesome news. It's January. Uh, <laughs> we've done nothing. Nothing of any real significance. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Miami signed uh, Joseph Martinez. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, you know, some teams actually know how to sign players. Yeah, I mean, on the MLS subreddit, I've seen multiple teams linked to players, and we're the only ones that aren't. Actually, no. Technically, we're linked to a player, but I don't know what's going on with them. So. He, right. at least, he at least apparently scored some sort of goals. So it's not like... Um, it's not like we're going after a, um unproven talent like... Patrick Kamala. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry about well, that. Well, the problem is, do you know the guy's name offhand? No, but at least he, but from <laughs> from the stat sheet, he's at least scored goals. Right, but you, we don't I mean, even know, you don't even remember the guy's name offhand, and that's the problem, right? It's not like, oh, it's so and so. Oh, cool. Well, that's a good name. Yeah, some yeah. some some guy. It doesn't matter. No, I know it's not it's not great, but hey, Brother Ray Phillips was once an unknown. Mm. Right. He was brother. Right. Oh, and his dad. I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. I didn't put this down, but uh, national team calls. Let's talk about that real quick. All right. So I'm, I'm reading this off of uh, whatsmuch.com, so please forgive me for rushing through some of this. Um, so Wickham uh, Carmona is joining the Venezuela U20s which is great considering he's not good with injuries. Uh, John Tolkien was called into Camp Cupcake for the United States national team. Uh, Andre Reyes can be called up for uh, Columbia. Uh, and not official as of this post I'm reading, but you got to imagine uh, Christian Caceres Jr. is getting called up by Venezuela. Uh, one thing to note was that uh, I believe Daniel Edelman was called in to the U.S. U-20 squad, but the Red Bulls declined the call-up, which they are allowed to do with youth players. Uh, it's, it seems part of that was um, because the U.S. are going to play the U-20, or sorry, the Red Bulls are going to play the U-20 team during preseason. I can't imagine it's going to be good from a preseason perspective having one of your players play against you. No. So, I mean, there's that. Um, the only other Red Bull news that I know of is a possible leak of a new set of colors for the Red Bulls. Oh, because there's like the picture of someone wearing a jacket. And- a- Andrew Reyes, he's wearing a like a green and blue jacket with a Red Bulls logo on it. And we've had no no such reveal of any, I mean, I don't think any of the teams have done any jersey reveal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody has. Yeah, I mean, I think we get that, like, I, I'm actually kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet. Because uh, February is not that far. We're, we're, less than, we're just over a month away from the regular season. You'd think I, they would have done it. I'm surprised we haven't in anything pop up, but it's Major League Soccer, so why would we expect any professionalism? Yeah. You know, most leagues you get the New Jersey like halfway through the current season. <laughs> I wouldn't expect it. Yeah, uh, there's rumors that the whatever you want to call it, I guess the alternate logo, the one that's been on the back of the jerseys, the NY with the red bull above it, mm-hmm. is the possible primary logo going forward, which honestly I would kind of like, because I feel like that would at least distinguish us from the other Red Bull teams. Um, but yeah, until we see an actual jersey, it's kind of like, okay, it's great, but... Right. 
it's weird that it's taken this long. Yeah. So thoughts on Red Bulls? I, I kind of just ran through everything, but any thoughts on what's going on with the Red Bulls? It's nothing to get excited about. It's just great. Lewis Morgan's back. I mean, which is great. He was a great player last year, but um, our leading goal scorer. Right. I mean, what are we looking at? We're just looking at another blase team. And I wonder why this this you know uh, the supporters can't get excited. It's what's there to get excited about yet again? You yet again let your captain leave. Boop. Out the door. No problem. To Los Angeles. Whatever. Goodbye. You know, no statement. No, hey, we tried to keep, we tried to resign him, but he wanted to go <laughs> elsewhere. No, I was just like, yeah, he's gone. Wish you the best, buddy. Didn't even go to Europe. Now nah, stayed in MLS. Again, another player, which, whatever. Don't, I don't, I don't think anyone wants to take that card band anymore. No. Unless you want to be off the team the next year, you know. Yeah, you know what? I'll be captain. I know. I want out of here. Trying to get out. Give me the, give me the armband. <laughs> it's sad. Players like this is the way I'm getting out of this team is by getting the captain's armband. Yeah, that's how you know they're gone. If whoever gets named captain this year, don't get their jersey. I'm pretty sure, except for because Adams was captain, I think, for two years. But if you take out. If you ignore that one year where he didn't leave, I am pretty sure it's four or five captains in a row where they've lasted like one season. That was it. Yeah. And it's just kind of insane if you think about it. Right. There's just no. There's no solid foundation for this team to build a, a championship winning side. There's just not. It, to build a championship winning side. Someone like Aaron Long should be your long-term captain. Like, if that if that was really your plan going forward, he's the guy that you, you build around. And and they're not. They're like, ah, oh, peace out. Find somebody else to where they are. I th- I have a bad feeling. I know who the the captain's going to be. I hope it's Patrick Clamala. <laughs> you know what? I, that one I'd be okay with. Uh, I have a bad feeling it's going to be the cleanest though. Who? The Queenus. Oh, yeah, probably. <clears throat> I, bad feeling, but I, I, that's just what I'm thinking at the moment. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, my thoughts, it's it's hard to get excited for this team. Um, the MLS season pass thing, right, if you have the season tickets, you can, you get it for free. And I honestly thought about, I I'd honestly considered, well, maybe it might be worth buying season tickets because I might be able to sell some off and make the money back. And then I'm like, wait a minute, this is the Red Bulls we're talking about. The only way I'm getting that money back is if they get another Barcelona team or whatever, or PSG, like somebody, some big name to come in and draw the, the, the crowd to allow me to sell one ticket that would cover every other ticket in the, in the plan. Yeah. And especially with... Uh, leak the league's cup this year. I imagine we're going to be hosting some of those games, which I can't imagine that the Rebels are just going to give away those for free. It's not. It's not like the US Open Cup where they need people to show up anyway. Right. With the begging you, just like please, for the love of God. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I, it's not worth the investment. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure you still have your season tickets. Worst case, I'll just ask you 40 hours to go to a game. Okay, here's my ticket. Have a great time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I it's not a good situation. They need uh, the the best stretches club was 15 to 18, and because we had a few key guys, right? As much as he got right now, kind of early, we had question. We ended up having uh, Tyler Adams. Luis Robles, BWP, right? Like those were, I'm going to say those are the core four of those teams, right? I mean, you could, you were able to build around that and results aside, they were exciting to watch. Right. Well, that's the thing, right? That's how you build a team. Unless you're going to spend a lot of money on, on a, a few very high price TPs, you build a team with a spine, right? We have the keeper. That we know. Yeah. Right? I think that's that's number one lockdown, no problem. 
Uh, Lewis Morgan's going to be that great attacking, hopefully, the goal-scoring midfielder. And then, I don't know. It's Lukinius. We don't know. Don't know. Because he, he got hurt a few times last year. Right. We, we just don't know. There's just a lot of mystery on this team. Um, okay, great. You know, hopefully another year older and another year better. But you just – that's not a guy you can say, yeah, he's guaranteed, like, the future of this team. Because even if he is the future of the team, he'll be off the team next year because I'll send him some. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just again, I it's every year gets harder for us as supporters to get pumped up because they don't, they don't give you anything to go. Wow, okay, they're really building towards a championship. And even if it was this year, all right, you got the pieces in place. Listen, I, take the New Jersey Devils, right? Take my favorite hockey team for example. Um, they sucked for quite a while. Saw the way they were drafting and they're signing players, and slowly by slowly they're building towards something, right? And they finally get a really good goaltender, and now they're a playoff team. You know, they're they're almost on the cusp of being like a cup contender because they spent years building a team up. Now it's a completely different sport, I know, because it works differently. But there's no sign you've seen of this team just building a real solid foundation up. <clears throat> Or like we talked, I think we talked about in the last action, actually last episode, uh, the Jets and Giants, where they both had extended years of mediocrity. The Jets worse, more worse than the Giants, and the Giants are now a playoff team because they had some of the pieces, but you found your head coach, which apparently was the missing piece. Yeah, clearly, and, and, and got enough support around the, your star players, and you guys are now in the playoffs. And you won a playoff game. Yep. The Jets did not make it because of a very terrible collapse. Uh, but realistically, the Jets had a solid quarterback, like middle-of-the-road quarterback. The Jets were a playoff team this year. And that happened because we <clears throat> went into the draft, found some good players, but in addition got some key free agent signings in the offseason to build a strong veteran core and to help which allowed those rookies right to be thrown into games without having to risk the, everything on their shoulders and and the rookies for the most part stepped up yeah and if, if, if you even look at the jets right the way the season finished you could look at that and go hey listen you have a, a solid quarterback and we got our guys back healthy. We have one wide receiver. Uh, I think we have at least a team that could take and get a playoff spot. As you know, Struber said, we need everything but the goalie. <laughs> and that's the problem. We need we need a lot of positions here, and that right that is the problem. And like we should have addressed this two years ago. Not and he's, now. And, he's, and he's been with the team for two years. This is his third full season. Right. So that two years ago, to be like, yeah, okay, I get it. Two years, we're gonna start building guys up, but we're still in the same spot. Still in the same spot. With, I, with the, I think I probably get into the playoffs again because everyone does, and then that'll be it. And they'll the, the first round again. Yeah. And I, I honestly think because the one thing I think has been the the only constant. Wait, and I'm going to start at the point the first full season after Marsh was gone. Right, because we've been kind of just on a continuous downward trend since that full season, that 2019 season. The one real constant in the Red Bulls organization has been Dennis Hamlet. And I'm talking only from a sporting perspective, right? I'm not talking front office or um, financials or anything else. From a sporting Sporting perspective, Dennis Hamlet has been the only constant. And I do not mean to put everything on him, because clearly it's not just him. But it was clear when they brought Kevin Thuell on that Hamlet was not up to being a general manager, sporting director, whatever you want to call it. But they kept him around. And presumably... He was advising Thuel because he knew MLS and Thuel didn't. Thuel left. And honestly, I can't remember the name of the guy that we have at the moment, but Dennis Hamlet's still here. I assume he's still 
providing some, you know, guidance. I I mean, we should have like a great sporting uh, scouting network that should be finding guys. I don't know what's going on with that, but I wonder how much of this is on Dennis Hamlet to a degree. And that, again, I'm not saying he's 100% the problem, right? Because there's a sporting director, there's a head coach, the players have to perform, there's all this other stuff in the way. I'm just, it's just my observation that he's the one constant through this downward trend. Right. I mean, unfortunately, the money's not coming out of his pocket. So that's that's the other problem, too. Well, the money technically isn't coming out of any of the team's pockets. So it's not like, where, I mean, we're not even asking him to, spe- to spend DP money. We're asking him to use the resources the league gives you that basically is monopoly money. It's all free, right? right. TAM, GAM, all this stuff is free money. It doesn't cost you as the Red Bulls organization anything to go sign this person aside from whatever the, the fees you pay to the league each year, which if you are somewhat good at attendance, you probably make that up pretty easily. But to basically have all this roster or all this cap space that we're not using, right? If you want to proclaim you the lowest paid team in the league, that's great. But be the lowest paid team in the league that actually wins things, like Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Philadelphia should. What was it? They were like literally. It was um, a Gareth Bale overtime goal away from winning, right? Yeah. So they've been on the cusp for a few years. I mean, granted, Philly's MLS Cup winner was probably like another two seasons at most. So we're they're they're in the middle of their potential, but MLS gives you these tools to basically get players for nothing. So we want to use them. I, I understand the goal of Red Bull Global is to feed Salzburg and Leipzig. Mm-hmm. But like we said multiple times, it doesn't mean that New York can't be a good team. Right. Right. Because you don't have to invest the money you can invest in those. You can invest, like you said, enough money, a drop in the bucket for Red Bull, to build a good organization here. I mean, you need, what, realistically... What we'll call it nine million a year for three players. Mm. A- average of three million per player for three players. I mean, that's not a hard number for Red Bull to come up with, right? And and you find the good enough players, give them a few years, and then guess what? You can transfer them to Leipzig, transfer them to Salzburg, right? That's the whole reason Tyler Adams went to, to Leipzig in the first place was because he played for the, the New York Red Bulls. Leo's a name a name I'm going to pull out of a hat here. Leo Stoltz, the the draft prospect that we picked oh, in the I first just, round yeah. years ago, only wanted to play for the Red Bulls because that was going to be his path to Europe. Now there was a bunch of other issues with him that didn't work out because he barely touched the field, but like like that is a huge selling point saying, Hey, we can be your gateway to Europe. Recruiting should not be a problem for this team. It really shouldn't be. But for some reason we just can't do it. I don't understand why. Money, 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 money. And like I said, it's not even their money. If they did it right, they can just use the MLS's money and not have to spend a single dime out of Red Bull's pockets. But apparently we can't even do that, so. All right. Any other thoughts on the Red Bulls? No. All we'll season have, so far? We'll have more amazing thoughts when we get to our season preview. Yeah. Uh, by the way, let's see. Matches. I was looking for the preseason. I, was, I don't remember when the preseason stuff starts for them. Uh, let's see if I can go back on this. Nope, I can't. All right, let's ask Google. Because I forgot about this. Uh, so, huh? So actually, their first official preseason match is the Saturday against Nashville, and then they play Minnesota and the Galaxy. I forget what this the stupid tournament is that they're they're playing in. But, I mean, I'm probably not going to watch them. That's not really worth it. 
it's streaming on like Twitch. That'd be fun. At least Twitch is free. Yeah. So. All right. Um, so before uh, let let's talk about the United States drama because there's a lot there. So clearly, most of if you actually, I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this podcast knows what's happened. But a quick summary: after the United States uh, exited out of the World Cup, the coaching staff was at a uh, leadership summit and. An undamed person of the staff uh, claimed that Gio Reyna was a problem during the World Cup, had attitude issues, uh, was forced to give an apology to his teammates. Uh, that apology was accepted, but he never really saw the field anyway. Uh, once the story leaked um, in December, apparently Gio Reyna's mom was really upset. And this is her story. was really upset about it. And was basically ranting to a U.S. soccer official. I can't remember who exactly. And brought up an an incident between Greg Berhalter and his wife that took place, I believe, was like 30 years ago when they first started dating. Uh, It was a domestic violence incident. Uh, According to the statement put out by Greg Berhalter, they had gotten into a disagreement at a restaurant or something like that, and he kicked her. They broke up at that point. Uh, apparently, they both went their own ways. I guess therapy was involved. Uh, months down the line, we're talking like six, seven months at least, uh, they ended up getting back together. They eventually got married, and then they've been married ever since. Now, um, before we go any farther, I just want to say domestic violence is clearly bad. Um... I have. I'm not going to express an opinion either way on the actual incident involving Burhalter, because that's between him and his wife 30 years ago, and I'm just no matter how I land on it to whoever's listening, I don't want to get in. You know, it's a touchy subject, so I'm just going to stay away from it. Um, but the part that really the part that matters in terms of the soccer aspect is the fact that Gio Reyna's parents decided to, whether intentionally or not, use an incident from Greg Berhalter's past to enact some level of revenge on Berhalter for the treatment, the perceived treatment of their son at the World Cup. Mind you, his father is Claudio Reyna, former, like, U.S. national team captain... And like in that, and is and he's like an ambassador, and I think part of the U.S. Soccer Council too, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's that's who we're talking about. This is Real Housewives drama shit, petty, I mean, absolute fucking bonkers crap. Uh, Gio did not play, and I think that was those were I think perfectly except uh, acceptable reasons why. Ex- completely acceptable. He did not seem to be all in, and I'm I'm totally fine with that. Would I have wanted him on the team? Yeah, but listen, I think Burkle did the right thing in that situation, and um, these snobby rich soccer parents—it's completely insane. Yeah, it's it's insane. I used to umpire little league baseball. I think I spent the I spent one year doing travel softball. I've seen firsthand how bad parents can be, and physical violence aside, I think this is the worst I've ever seen a sports parent act. Honestly, yes. This I mean this is like it's like near blackmail. So yeah, yeah this is. You can't get worse than this. And I and I I was literally so. Here's an example of how bad sports parents or two examples of how bad sports parents can be. Um, and I don't know exactly years for this. Don't ask me for that. Um, but one year I was umpiring uh, this little league game where I believe it was like nine and ten year old boys. And the parents, for the ones I weren't happy to begin with, uh, I 
in the very in the bottom of the last inning, the home team was down a run, and I called the kid out because he did not tag up on a fly ball, which ended the game. Right, so game over. Uh, Little League fields generally do not have a separate entrance for umpires because gates cost money. So we so we left out of the other dugout as we or have. We're always instructed to do like, hey, when you leave a game, leave out the winning side's dugout because they're less likely to do anything to you. <laughs> and the field I was on had a clubhouse right behind it. And we're going to go into it. So one of the parents decides that he's going to walk over towards where we're leaving. And we happen to meet like right behind the clubhouse. And I'm going to preface this next part by saying I was. I think 19 or 20 when this happened. The person I had umpired with, I believe, was in his 40s. Um, so he comes up behind us and starts calling both of us cocksuckers. Wow. Yeah, this is a parent of a 9 to 10-year-old kid calling two two adults cocksuckers because he wasn't happy with how the game was called. The funny, the funny. Or the ironic part is I was the one that was calm in the situation. <laughs> I don't know how, but I was the one that was calm. <clears throat> the other one I can think of, and this is honestly worse than the first one. Um, when I was, I don't know, maybe like 12 or 13, um, my parents were very involved in Little League growing up. Uh, my parents were on the board of the local Little League. Uh, my dad was umpiring during the summer for what we had called All-Stars, but what people would think of as the, the tournaments that go to, like, one sport, right? The, that that level of Little League. Yeah. And we're doing this girls' softball. I think it was 10, 11-year-olds. It was a state tournament, so there's four teams, right, one for each of the sections in New Jersey. And the one team I was – so bad. Like, we had problems, I think, every single game with their parents, just from a verbal abuse from the stands. One of them uh, made some comment after one of the game towards my dad. I, I can't remember the exact comment off the top of my head. But at one of the games, the president of that Little League had, was there in attendance. And the president had gotten so out of control that we called the cops. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's, and instead of removing him from the area, what what ended up happening was, and I, I swear this is exactly what happened. In the outfield was the was their car, and the two officers with the president of the little league. The reason they didn't want to remove him, I think, was because if the cops had left, there was no guarantee that the president wasn't going to come back because mm. they weren't they weren't local, right? So they, it's like, well, we can't guarantee the guy's not coming back. So the cops literally watched the rest of the game with the president of the visiting Little League to make sure he didn't get out of hand. Yeah. So I, ha- so I have crazy sports parent stories, and none of them stack up to this. That's what I'm going to get at. That's epic. This is, like, all time. Yeah. I mean, I, I know those were, like, kind of long with the stories, but I have to explain the level that this is at. It's just kind of amazing. Yeah. It really is. I, mean, I don't care if this was, like, key in the moment she let it slip or not. If you are that concerned about knowing that piece of information, if you're sitting on it for 30 pl- – and, and supposedly, or according to Gia Reyna's mom, she was the roommate of Greg Berhalter's wife back in college when this happened. So she knew for 30-plus years about this. Right. Uh, she was really picking her time. <laughs> that's, what was, that's what I'm thinking. It's like long game on this one. Yeah, because if you really cared about the domestic violence aspect and whether or not it affects his ability to do any job coaching or whatever, that concern gets brought up way earlier, and he never makes it to be the U.S. national, the U.S. national team coach. Right. Like, clearly there was a thought of, I'm going to hold this until I absolutely need it, 
to use as a weapon kind of thing. Now, I'm not saying it's intentional. I'm saying that <laughs> what I'm saying is there was a decision made at some point. I'm not going to bother discussing this with anybody, but I may pull that if I need to at some point. And I think he, the moment it came out, but it's wow. What a way to do it. I'll just wait until he becomes the coach of the, I don't know. It's like, I don't know about the U.S. national team. I swear to God, I'll use it if I have to. And a month, within a month of the World Cup ending. Yes. Yeah. Uh, real quick on the World Cup. Just real quick. I don't, I'm, we don't have to spend a half hour. Just real quick. All I want to say is um, I thought the U.S. had a good World Cup. Not a great World Cup, but I thought it was very good. I thought they established themselves uh, for the next one they'll be hoping. So good job. Didn't embarrass themselves. Played pretty well. Uh, should have beaten Wales. What are you going to do? Uh, but John England, beat Iran, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of expect about the first round, but uh, whatever. Good job. Yeah, I think going in, everybody's expectation was exit the group stage. Yeah, get get, get into the knockout rounds, and that's that's bare minimum. Yep. Of course, then you have people like I, I can't believe I actually watched the, the interview between. Uh, Stephen A. Smith and Tara Twelman, where Smith's trying to claim the U.S.'s goal should be to win the World Cup, and Twelman's like, of course that's the fucking goal, but you know we got to admit that getting out of the group stage is still means success. That anything past this point is just gravy. Like the expectation should not be win the World Cup. The expectation should be because we did never we didn't make it four years ago that we get out of it now. Yeah. Like, realistically, if you don't make it four years ago. The, the goal is to make it the next time, not necessarily leave the group stage. But our goal was leave the group stage, and we did it. If we had beat Belgium, hey, that would have been, that would have been better. But uh, they were – what was that? No, I said, sure. They were just, you know, a really good – Yeah. We, we ran into a really good team that knew how to play us, and there you go. All right, anything else on the World Cup? Okay, uh, let's come back real quick for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. Uh, so the MLS uh, season pass TV deal stuff. Uh, we mentioned it briefly that Steve Kingsley is going to be involved. He is going to be a play-by-play uh, guy. I think they have. They haven't announced any any like crews, so we don't know who's these going to be paired with. I think they announced like six or seven play-by-play guys, and the rest of their announcements was uh, studio anal- analysts and stuff. Uh, the big names, at least the Red Bulls, uh, obviously Kangelosi's play-by-play, uh, Sasha Kleschen and Ray Phillips, they're going to be studio analysts, so that's kind of cool to see. And I think the bigger news is the fact that Taylor Twelman actually left ESPN to join this MLS season pass thing. I mean, you you kind of have to, right? I mean, if if not, he comes Barry Melrose talking about hockey when they don't show hockey on ESPN way back when. I was going to say, I mean, it, I think this pretty much shows that ESPN is done with soccer, at least on the linear channels. Yeah. And as you know, if it's not on any of their channels, they pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. Like they did for hockey for so many years. Yeah, I mean, they got ESPN Plus, but that's whatever. Come on, that's they don't consider that a linear channel. They're not going to promote it. So, I mean, this is a network that presented the college football playoffs on every single channel in like six different ways, but won't give U.S. soccer. I'm I'm talking top U.S. soccer, not even MLS. U.S. soccer, like an actual pregame show if they were to host one of their games. Right. So. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's all I have for dumping guys. Is there anything else you want to discuss? Yeah, we played the Netherlands, dude, not Belgium. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. Okay. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sure Virgil van Dijk does not play for Belgium. And I just have to put it back in my head. I'm like, no. I mean, come on. That was like, what, two months ago at this point? Yeah. T- time has been weird for the last few months for myself. Um, no, the only thing I'll add is that um, I saw... Forest Green Football Club play in the um, 
in the in the in a cup round. I forget, I forget what, what round we're in in England, but um, in the FA Cup, are they, they got jerseys. That's all I'm saying. They got cool jerseys. Are, so I think the third round replays are finishing up, right? And I think the fourth is starting soon. It was a replay, um, but I got to say those, those some sweet jerseys. So. And and Liverpool is insanely disappointed right now, like beyond the level of disappointment, massively disappointed, horrifically disappointing. That can't be worse than Everton. Oh, I mean, you guys are in your delegation zone, so let's. No, they are not, thankfully, but. Uh, I think we mentioned this before, but a TV show that's worth watching is Welcome to Wrexham. If you haven't watched it, uh, I recently got back into it because I only watched like the first like three episodes I think when it started coming out mm-hmm. um, and I just got through the hooligan episode yep and it's definitely interesting to watch um, the, the hooligan episode I think they actually did a really good job of covering that topic yeah and and it, it's great I think it's great how they're doing this uh, documentary how they they're taking certain things and focusing on each episode and uh, for those and so the the show covered the I think it was the 21 to 22 season um, but what ended up happening was for this specific episode uh, Robin Ryan had actually went to Wrexham and attended their first home match and you mean in that after that match, uh, I'm going to use hooligans to separate it from supporters because that, that's how they represented it on the show. Uh, a group of hooligans had went to uh, one of the local train stations and apparently attacked another Wrexham supporter because they thought he supported the other team. And thankfully, that guy was okay. He was video. He was on the documentary, and I think the worst that he got was um, the really the worst was a black eye. Uh, but they dedicated a whole 30 minute episode to hooligans to explaining what happened with hooliganism uh, back in the eighties. Uh, and trying to avoid that happening uh, now. So I thought that was a good episode, but in general, that show is a really good show if you want to catch up on it. Oh, and then we know Ted Lasso season three is actually coming out at some point this year in the spring. Yay! We don't know when, but we know the spring. Uh, last season, I believe. It's so I, it was planned. This is the planned last season. Uh, apparently, Brett Goldstein and Bill Lawrence were doing a um, interview for their other Apple Plus show. I can't remember off the top of my head what that one's called. Uh, but Brett said that this season was written to be the last, but that there could be a fourth. So while this one would be a finale season, it sounds like the, the way it's written, it's not completely closing the door on the show continuing. Like it's it's a probably a finale for this arc, the the main arc of the show, and then if they want to pick it up, they can do it. Listen, I'm good either way. I would love to see more seasons. Uh, if they ended on the third season, I'm okay with that. The show's awesome. Hey, if you don't jump the shark, that's the important thing. Right, yeah. That's why the British only do like three or four, what they call series, before and then they just they end it. Yeah. They, they, the only exception is Doctor Who. So They just keep changing Doctors. That's how they keep doing that. Exactly. They just took 007, and it's like, oh, we're just going to use that method of doing things. Yep. Although Doctor Who, if you going by that, actually has to come to an end at some point. Because apparently he only has so many regenerations in him. Yeah, they can wreck on stuff, but don't worry. I know. They can do it. They probably do it all the time. All right. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, I got nothing. That's it. Okay, uh, you can let's wrap this up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash rant. One dollar a month is all you need for exclusive content such as monthly wrap-ups, live post games, anything we decide to do, which we need to actually start producing some stuff for Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we, we kinda owe people that that content. Um, 
You can email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, leave us a voicemail, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redbullrant on Twitter, at redbullrant for the show, at myself at the Truman for Truman. Uh, speaking of Twitter, by the way, given the, all the shit with Elon Musk, and if Twitter ever shuts down, uh, hopefully tonight I'm going to create a Mastodon account for the show. Uh, and probably myself as well. Just keep an eye out. Uh, I think I can still put it in the Twitter bio, so I'll put it there, and I'll, of course, tweet it out when it, it, it's created. So. And I'm on the uh, new MySpace page. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we head out. Uh, there is a team that represents New York that's playing an important game this weekend, playing a team from a city that I don't like. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I'm not going to make any predictions, but I would love for that team that represents New York plays in New Jersey. Uh, but I would love, I would just love it. Just make us happy and get a big old blue win. <clears throat> All right, so if that was to happen, who would you rather face, the Cowboys or the 49ers? Uh, oh, boy, Cowboys, I guess, right? Revenge tour. But, I mean, but Giants, Giants 49ers have had some good playoff clashes, too. And and the Giants have had, uh, I mean, one game, the stupid Jeremy Shockey game, notwithstanding the Giants have had a good fortune against the 49ers in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm kind of, on the AFC side, I'm kind of rooting for Buffalo and Kansas City, only so we can see neutral site AFC championship game. Hell yeah, I am all <laughs> so bad. That that would be kind of awesome. Yep, neutral field in Atlanta, no one there. <laughs> is, is that what they picked? I, I don't know. I thought that was the choice, but I could be wrong. Oh, wait, I think they were going to wait because I think if Cincy got through, they also – like it was going to be Cincy – Kansas City is also going to be neutral site, but you can I, still site and just say, yeah, it's it's the it's you know Atlanta, yeah, or Dallas. Their stadium may be available soon, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for Truman and myself, this has been episode four seventeen of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, uh, and. Uh, Let's go Red Bull. Sign some people, please. Yeah, go play a roster. This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, Clayton John, Chris Adamek, Maeve Dartinez, and Pierre Delecto.